Hello everyone. How are you this beautiful day, this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And this is where we find encouragement through our struggles, our challenges in life. And we learn from our experiences. And we always know that we can turn to God about anything. Please know that during this 10 to 15 minute episode, I'm not going to be judging at you or lecturing or preaching. I'm sharing my journey and I'm still on it. We learn together and I encourage you share with somebody what you've learned. Well, we're continuing this year with the word focus. Focus on the Lord and your life in Jesus Christ and not on the distractions, the many distractions of this world. And it's important that while we're focusing on Him, uh, we walk in love, essentially following the greatest commandment, which is to love our Creator, the one who has unfailing love towards us, and to love our neighbors, those in need, as we love ourselves in a healthy and balanced way. And Jesus encourages us to even love our enemies. We build upon that focus in the Lord with love, and we look at the issues, the problems that come to serve to trip us up along our journey. Last, um, in the month of March, we covered several such problems, issues, facing the unknown, facing the unknown with, without fear or dread, using free will, making decisions, being slow to speak, quick to listen. In April, we had a series, Christ Crucified, and He Arose. And in that series, we asked a lot of questions. If you haven't heard or seen these podcasts, I encourage you to go back to Karen Jane Casey on YouTube, or if you want an audio, go to buzzsprout.com. During the month of May, we are in another series, which is We are learning from some of the women in biblical times. So far this month, we've covered the awesome decision to witness about Jesus that was made by the woman at the well, and then the decision of Queen Esther to follow her calling, although it was dangerous for such a time as this, and the choices of Martha and Mary to worship being the better priority than service. Today, our episode is about two very interesting women of God in the Old Testament days, Deborah, judge of Israel, and Jael. Who was Deborah? She was more than the judge of Israel. She was also a leader in public worship and advisor in times of trouble, in times of battle a prophet, a poet. She was wise and courageous, and she trusted in the Lord. She was called Mother of Israel, likely because of her leadership in settling disputes among the Israelites. We find the story about her in the Old Testament in Judges chapters 4 and 5. Theory is that King Jabin, during her time, was a descendant of Joshua's defeated enemy a century before her, and Hazor was rebuilt during these years in between. We'll also be reading about Barak, who was Deborah's second-in-command, and I'm going to read portions from Judges 4, 6-16 through 16 from the Message Version, where Deborah gives Barak a command from God, his response, and about the battle. 
She sent for Barak and said to him, It has come become clear that God, the God of Israel, commands you, Go to Mount Tabor and prepare for battle. Take ten companies of soldiers from Naphtali and Zebulun. I'll take care of getting Caesarea, the leader of Jabalin's army, to the Kishon River with all his chariots and troops, and I'll make sure that you win the battle. So what was Barak's response to this command that was from God, spoken by Deborah, but from God? Barak said to Deborah, If you go with me, then I'll go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. So Deborah responded, Of course, I will go with you. But understand this, with an attitude like that, there will be no glory in it for you. God will use a woman's hand, a woman's hand, to take care of Caesarea. Deborah got ready and went with Barak to Kedesh. So she went to war with him. Barak had ten companies of men who followed him, and Deborah was with him. All of the troops on either side made ready. Deborah said to Barak, Charge! This very day God has given you victory over Caesarea. Isn't God marching before you? Barak charged down the slopes of Mount Tabor, his ten companies following him, and God rousted Caesarea, all those chariots, all those troops, before Barak. Caesarea jumped out of his chariot and ran. So Barak chased the chariots and troops all the way. Caesarea's entire fighting force, every one of them, was killed. Not one man was left, except, of course, Caesarea. Who had run. So let's go back for a moment. Was it okay for Barak to give Deborah the condition, conditional agreement to in his obedience? When he said, If you will go with me, I'll go, but if you don't go with me, I won't go. It was more than a bad attitude. Whose command was it responding to? Was it Deborah's command or was it a command straight from God? It was a command from God. So Barak's punishment or consequence was that he would suffer the humiliation of knowing that a woman, not himself, even though he was second in command, a woman who was not even part of the military would be the one to kill Sisera. When Deborah told Barak this, that woman would kill Sierra, she was actually prophesying that that would happen, the death at the hands of a woman, a tent maker, Jael another heroine in this story. And it was common for the women to be tent makers in those days. She And she was to use what she had, tent making, to serve God in his way. In this way, we'll find that she was zealous, enthusiastic, and wisely crafty in her obedience to do God's will in this manner. And I'm, I'm, I'm really eager to read this to you. If you if you don't realize how interesting and suspenseful the Bible is, this should give you a whet your appetite for reading more. Now we get to the rest of the story, where, which includes Yael, this heroic woman who Deborah has prophesied about. We can find that in Judges 4, verses 17 through 23, and I'm going to read portions of it from the message. Meanwhile, Sisera, running for his life, headed for the tent of Yael, wife of Haber the Kenite. King Jablin and Herber were on good terms with one another, and Yael stepped out to meet Sierra and said, Come in, sir. Stay here with me. 
Don't be afraid. So he went in with her into her tent. She covered him with a blanket, and he said to her, Please, a little water, I'm thirsty. And she opened a bottle of milk and gave him a drink, and then she covered him up again. And he then said, Stand in the tent flap. If anyone comes by and asks you, Is there anyone here? Tell him, No, not a soul. Then, while he was fast asleep from exhaustion, Yael took a tent peg and a hammer. She tiptoed over towards him, and she drove that tent peg through his temple and all the way into the ground, pinning his head to the ground, and he convulsed and died. Brack arrived in pursuit of Sisera, and Yael went out to greet him, and she said, Come in, I'll show you the man that you're looking for. And he went with her, and there he was, Sierra, stretched out, dead, with a tent peg through his temple. On that day, God subdued Jablin, king of Canaan, before the people of Israel, and the people of Israel pressed harder and harder on this king until there was nothing left of him. And that was a pretty graphic story, wasn't it? I gather that Yael gave Sisera milk instead of water, because with him exhausted anyway, that would help him to go to sleep. So then she could do what she had to do. Did she fulfill Deborah's prophecy? Yes, indeed. After all of that, Deborah and Barak sang a song about the battle in honor of Yael. And I'm going to read that from Judges 5, verse 24 through 27 in the message. Most blessed of all women is Yael, wife of Herber the Kenite. Most blessed of homemaking women, he asked for water. She brought milk. In a handsome bowl, she offered cream. She grabbed a tent peg in her left hand, and with her right hand, she seized a hammer. She hammered Sisera, and she smashed his head. She drove a hole through his temple. He slumped to, his, to her feet. He fell. He sprawled. He slumped at her feet. He fell, slumped, fallen, dead. <laughs> Like I said, isn't that an awesome and dramatic and exciting story? I hope that interests you into reading more in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the Bible is so filled with interesting stories, and they're all true. What lessons did we glean from this story? I can think of a few things. When God commands you to do something, don't give him lip. Don't spat out conditions and requirements of your own. Be brave as you serve the Lord. When the time comes, how brave will you be? When the Lord asks you to do something, how brave will you be to do it? No back talk. I ask that of myself as well. I want to remember this story. Well, there's many times in my life where I have been desperately lost, hurting, and afraid. And I suffered. I suffered from types of abuses, child abuse, domestic violence. They were life-threatening. And then also the abuse by toxic people. I grieved over the loss of loved ones. And I suffered from major back surgery. Can anyone resonate with some of those trials that I am talking about? But God worked miracles through my life. He rescued me. He delivered me uh, time and time again. And I never deserved it. 
When I came to Jesus, everything changed. I am never alone. He is always with me. I am healed. I have joy in my heart that replaces the heartbreak and the suffering. And I don't live in fear. It is, I have an awesome future in Jesus. And this is what I want for every person. And so I share the good news of Jesus whenever I have opportunity. The most awesome thing that you can do for yourself is to decide to come to Jesus or rededicate your life to Him. God's amazing love was demonstrated for us when He was willing to sacrifice His only Son for our sakes. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then Jesus himself said in John 14:6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Many places in the Bible it speaks of how important it is to confess, to confess your sins, to confess the Lord out loud. And so in that, I encourage you right now, regardless of where you stand today in your relationship with the Lord, please pray with me now, right now and say it out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is the only Son of God, and I believe that Jesus came to earth, suffered on the cross, and died for my sins. And He arose from the grave. He defeated death. But I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I repent of them now. I walk away from my sinful life. And I need you to help me because I will be tempted. Dear Jesus, I am hopeless without you. I ask you, come into my heart, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Out of gratitude, I will serve you all of my life. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said this prayer, you have begun your relationship with Jesus, and I encourage you to read, study the Word of God, and in it you will learn more about the character of Jesus and the promises that God has for you. Always praise, always obey, filled with gratitude for everything, and you will grow in your faith. I encourage you, make Jesus the Anointed One, your focus and your life and ministry. And His unfailing love, rely on the Lord for help through all of your challenges, all of your struggles. And you will find peace and joy, even despite the world's chaos around you. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining me in this episode on Turn to God with Karen. This is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence, victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Stay tuned for Turn to God with Karen every Monday morning with a new topic regarding overcoming or lessons to learn through our overcoming. And also on Wednesdays, we have Sword of the Spirit where we read passages from the Bible. And then most Fridays, I have Karen's Karen's Book Corner, where I share with you and I read to you books that I've written, blogs, and um, I invite you to share your suggestions, your comments with me. Any feedback is always welcome at my website, KarenJaneCasey.com. When you go there, you will see books, blogs, podcasts, and even some 
reference material regarding domestic violence. Well, thank you and God bless.